a member of the DATC media family. This is Dropped Among This Crowd, a podcast that dives into the music and community of improvisational progressive rock band, Humphreys McGee. Each episode will feature a rotating schedule of insightful show recaps, interviews with members of Team UM, as well as musicians who have been inspired by the band. This is your place for the latest news and happenings in the world of Humphreys McGee, keeping you informed on what's going on or where you can catch the next show. I'm your host, Sarah J. Thanks for joining me as we dive in. Are you prepared for what comes next? Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me for this week of Dropped Among This Crowd. I'm your host, Sarah J. I hope that you were able to check out last week's episode where we chatted about the shows on April 19th at JJ's Live in Fayetteville, Arkansas, April 21st at the House of Blues in Houston, and April 22nd at the House of Blues in Dallas. There is a link in the show notes where you can check that out if you missed it. This week on the show, I'm going to be joined by Austin Davey and Mark Benjamin from Rough Gage, the creator of the Jake Blade. Me and the guys get into the history of the Jake Blade, how it was invented and brought to life, how the company has evolved over the years. We talk about how a fire at the Rough Gage shop back in 2018 became referred to as the sink or swim period. We talk some more about the recent introduction of the dipped blades and keychains, what's coming next for the company, and so much more. Thank you so much to Austin and Mark for their time and for bringing me on to the team. It has been an absolute pleasure working with these guys over the last couple of months. So many very cool things have happened and are coming soon. And I'm just so grateful to all of them for bringing me on and allowing me to be a part of it and and bring my skills to the team. And uh, yeah, it's just very awesome thing to be a part of. So million thank yous to everyone over at Rough Gage. Before we get into that, another quick reminder, the little fundraiser that Jake and I are doing is still going on. Um, Maybe you saw the post or I talked about it on the live weekly show over on YouTube wrapped around. Um, But Jake signed some Jake Blade shirts in Birmingham, and we decided to raise some money for the Roadie Clinic, an awesome nonprofit organization that exists to empower and heal roadies and their families by providing services and resources tailored to the struggles of the touring lifestyle. And they're based out of Niles, Michigan, Jake's hometown. So the whole thing just seems really perfect. Um, Check out the Roadie Clinic. Also, there is a link in the show notes. Like I said, a really great organization and they just have a really lot of awesome 
offers and opportunities and ways that they can help folks that are on tour more most of the year and you know they need their medicine or to see a doctor or you know just all of those things that people that aren't on the road all the time can do easily and so they they help make sure that uh you're getting all the things that you need to continue living a healthy lifestyle even if you're on the road all the time so I really love their organization. Um, so all of the money raised from the shirts minus shipping costs to get it to you um, is going to the Roadie Clinic. Um, there's only a limited number of shirts left. I think there's only like eight um, and just only a few sizes available in three different colors. Um, so check out the post I did on my Instagram and Facebook page, Sarah Jahimiak. Um, for more information or if you're interested, reach out to me and I can help you uh, get what you want. But these are going to go quick. And they're also the old logo for the Rough Gauge shirts. So that makes it especially uh, awesome because they're going to be releasing some new merch soon. Keep your eyes peeled for that, of course. Um, but yeah, jump on that. Head to my personal Instagram or Facebook page um, or reach out if you are wanting to snag one. Hey, Carl, guess what? What, man? Not only is there a Patreon for Dropped Among This Crowd Media, which already is a great way to support, but for those who are getting cold feet and not sure, there's now a 14-day trial. You can see some of the benefits that you get at Patreon. Oh, shut the front door. Some conversations that you don't get on the show. Will and I are about to record a football one. Actually, Carl and I are uh, recording longer and longer interviews. I don't know if they're all going to make the podcast. Mm. But you will always be able to find the full version of the interview. It's a good problem to have. On Patreon, yes. We've we've been talking to some talkers. Yeah, that's for sure. But, you know, there's going to be more more content more and more benefit and gosh dang it just helps sarah create more podcasts there's so many things on the back burner and sherman will be with us every day right sherman sherman's nibbling on my knee right now i miss my birdie (laughs) and as always thank you sarah so here is my chat with austin davy and mark benjamin from rough gauge let's start by you guys first introducing yourselves all right so i'm austin davy and i work alongside uh mark benjamin here the original creator of the jake blade and i'll let him tell you a little bit about it how it started yeah that's what you want to know yeah that's where we want to start i mean i've become such a unofficial expert i guess now at this point (laughs) i i never thought that i would know this much about the jake blade um so i mean obviously i know what it is I know how it works, and I'm sure that there's some people listening that also know what it is and how it works. But for those people that, you know, see it on Jake and Brendan's guitar, but just are completely clueless, please give us a brief introduction to the Jake Blade, what it is, and what it does. Eliminates the whammy bar, literally. Makes it uh, where you don't have to move the tremolo system near as much. You have a lot closer tolerances and a lot more accuracy in what you're trying to produce. Whether it's a dive or a squeal or, or whatever you're thinking of doing with it. He, he does so many variations 
I don't know exactly how to explain everything Jake does with it. Yeah. Well, well, I'm I have to get a nice uh, explanation from him with what he does with it too. So, <laughs> so start by telling me. I'll probably have a side of it. Oh, he'll have the whole technical side that I will just smile and nod, and then my friends who are guitarists right. will be like, "This is this is what he means." I'm I'm understanding a little better, you know, as as I learn the terminology and the things and. For me, that's been one of the really interesting things working with you guys is I've always been a huge fan of just guitars. Like I've always loved the way they look and the way they sound. And my dad was a huge um, guitar fan. And, you know, I was raised on 70s prog rock. And so I never really understood the mechanical side of things that wasn't ever really like right. my wheelhouse and so that's been something really really cool personally working with you guys is learning all of these other different pieces and parts and the mechanics and how things work and stuff like that so that's been really something awesome for me being a nerd but appreciating something in a different way which is kind of cool so we'll see if i ever like pick it up and actually play but <laughs> for now understanding maybe all this day. stuff is really cool yeah maybe when the kids you know are out of the house and i have a little more like space in my brain to think about stuff so we'll see <laughs> so where does the name rough gauge come from well actually uh jake's dad come up with that name nice i like that and he was looking at the the blade uh the rough look of the finish and it was just kind of pounded out of uh, my mind to shape it so he just figured it was a rough cut type situation and it's i mean it's so fitting it's such a great name it really is and now that you guys have had it for as long as you have it's it's just it's one of those things where it's like yeah that's that's what it is. You can't really kind of imagine it being named anything else, you know? Correct. Definitely. So Mark, you've known Jake his whole life. So talk Pretty about much. what it was like. Yeah. I mean, basically it was like what in diapers or something, basically. Um, so talk about what it was like watching him play music when he was really young. He was just like anybody else. He had the curiosity. You know, uh, I didn't start seeing him really play play until he got older, you know, in his early 20s. You know, he was always plunking around. You know, I, when I was over there, I, I had my guitar there and was doing some things with him. But I was trying to get his dad to play. But his dad is uh, not one for being in front of crowds. You know, uh, he played when he was in a band in high school. He played the high school band, I believe. But uh, I don't think he ever really sat down as an individual to try to play anything. And you played, you, you were in band oh, yeah. also. Yeah. So oh, talk I a had a band that. when I was in high school. I had, was in several different bands, you know, as I got older and got married and it kind of fell to the side, too many other things going on. Yeah. yeah. I tried a couple different times, but it's just, it takes a lot of dedication to stay in a band. You're constantly picking up new music new new uh ways of playing trying to find your own sound it was uh you know jake as you can see he's he's developed 
he went and uh, got lessons, which is, he wanted me to show him, but I quit taking, I quit reading music. Yeah. I wanted him to read music because I knew someday he was going to want to write down music. Yeah. Yeah. So, he, you know, he studied it for quite a while, a lot of variations. He's, I think he's still studying it. Well, and I think it's one of those things that you always have to study. You know, no matter how much of of an expert or as much of a teacher, you know, he does his own lessons and people take lessons with him. And, you know, he's obviously a very well-established guitar player, but there's always room for improvement. There's always more to learn. And I think once you stop trying to learn and better your craft is kind of, you know, when it's when it's over. You know, if you don't always yeah, continue to do what you kind of do he better. constantly evolves. You listen yeah. to their, their new album or their new CD, and, and uh, they've changed, and they, they're in a constant change. Yeah, but that's that's a good thing. You know, it's some people yeah. were a little not very kind with their opinions of the new album, but, you know, you don't want it to sound like what they were doing 20 years ago you you want it to evolve and change right. because i know i'm totally different than i was 20 years ago so you know we we all evolve and change and so yeah you want you want to keep doing that so so going all the way back it's my understanding that jake's dad craig remembers hearing Jake complain about the tremolo bar being in the way and being really frustrated and that you Mark came up with how to make it. So take us back to your memory of that time frame. He was just constantly grabbing his bridge to get any type of a tremolo effect. And uh, I watched him that one night, we had a couple beers and I went home and uh, started pounding out a piece of steel started shaping it in the palm of my hand to fit the palm of my hand to grab hold of the tail same way fitting it feeling it feeling it rubbing it it just kind of came out with what it is when it, like like my buddy says you don't know what's in a piece of wood until you start carving on it well it was yeah. kind of the same thing with the steel it kind of came to me as i was making it and then the next night I went over to see him and tossed it to him and uh, he's been heckling it ever since. Yeah. And the rest is history. Here you know, we are I now. Don't know where the, <laughs> I don't know where the original one is. Uh, last time I seen it, all the paint was wore off of it. It was polished shiny from him using it all the time. Now I'm pretty sure he's got newer ones since, you know, I mean, I've, I've handed him all kinds of blades as to exactly which one he plays all the time. I can't answer that. But uh, he's he's developed a technique with it. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna ask him. I'm be like, where's where's your uh, very first blade? I mean, he's got to have it somewhere. It's it's somewhere. It's the beginning of this whole thing. It's a very special, like you know. You know I, I asked I asked him if he wanted me to refinish it. No, no. I want it just like it is. It's it's wore into what it is. Well, it's yeah. Known. Well, and I mean, for him, it probably signifies a huge turning point in his guitar playing like everything changed from that day forward so probably for him to have that even just to on a shelf or whatever is a great thing for him to kind of be like this is when everything changed you know he he's remarked that he's got all the education he could 
at the time. You know, he, he got himself really educated, got all of his special effects, but then he holds that blade up. And this this is what finished it. This is what finished my style, my sound, my music. You know, I mean, he keeps telling me how much that meant to him. And it meant a lot to me, too, you know, to see him every time I see him play it. Yeah. And every time I see him use it. I bet. You know, I bet. Being a guitar player myself, you know, I mean, he, he's done stuff way beyond anything I could do. Well, and we were just at the Fort Wayne show in January together, and that was awesome to spend some time with you in person mm -hmm. and watch the show together. And so talk about that when you're at the show and not only seeing Jake play, because again, you've known him 40 plus years. So to see him on the stage, just in front of this audience, but then to, you know, he's just ripping on that blade and you're like, yeah. He always, <laughs> he always finds me in the crowd and points me out to, you know, points at me and shakes the guitar at me. You know, he, he always knows where I'm at. I love he that. Make sure to see where I'm at there because he wants to see the expressions on my face every time he does some of the things that he does. Yeah. You know, and, and I've known him since he was a baby. Yeah. Yeah. When he was still pooping his pants. I love that. That's so great. My son are close <laughs> to the same age. They, you know, they played together. I love that. That's so great. That's so good. I'm gonna harass him about that later. Be like, we talked about you pooping <laughs> your pants on the show. So just so you know, it's out there now. <laughs> Heads up. Yeah, for sure. So Mark, you had talked before about your dad and how your dad had helped you create this first one and how when it came time for you to start producing these that that was difficult because there was no blueprint for this it was just created yeah it was just created out of there's your mind a, which i think that's trying, so great there's people trying to reproduce it and they're having trouble getting blueprints making blueprints because of all the angles on it my dad he just took a blank and started cutting it out of a piece of steel and then i cut a piece of d2 and and uh, which is a hard tool steel, like about a four by eight piece and cut it in half. And then he traced out what he wanted and then started removing, just like a carpenter would, started removing the pieces of steel that he didn't want there. Took a piece of carbon paper, did kind of take a little more off, wiggle it, take a little more off. Uh, he, he was a tool and die maker from the old days. Yeah. You know, he, he never, had, he didn't need a blueprint. He had, he had the blank, and then I, I stamped the one, you know, pounded out the one I wanted, the shape of it, on the, on the side of a vice. I'm a, you know, body man. And uh, he just took it from there. Next thing I knew, he was handing me a block to shape them so that you could shape them instead of having to pound them. You know, that was that was hard holding it trying to pound it. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Yeah. The first, the first, <laughs> the first 200 was hand pounded. That's incredible. You know, I ended up with a pair of vice grips with a pair of washers on it and, and hold it and then just pounded it over the edge of a vice. Smoothed it up, ground it up, welded it, and away we went. And it's just, it's still going. So when did the idea or the request come to start producing them beyond just Jake using them? Like who 
who said like who approached you or whose idea was it that was like we need to start uh, making these and selling them it was guitar player magazine did an article on jake and brendan comparing them to the almond brothers and others and the guy kept bugging jake well what's that on your guitar what's it on your guitar well, about the fourth or fifth time, Jake finally looked at him and said, well, I'm not going to tell you unless you're going to put it in the article. So there was a small, you know, three by four write up in that particular guitar player magazine, talking to Jake, interviewing Jake about it, Jake showing him what it could do, et cetera. And then once it's, for, once it's uh, published, you have a year to put a patent on it. Mm. So it, as soon as that came out, then I started proceedings to get a patent going and a trademark, you know, for the Jake Blade name. Mm -hmm. And it's just, that's what it took. You know, once it's been published, you got to do something or somebody will steal it. Or somebody's going to steal it for sure. And especially something with, with as cool as it is. And, you know, in the, it hasn't even been a year that I've been working with you guys, what, maybe six, six-ish months at this point. And that's been... Yeah the consensus across the board with everybody that I've talked to, you know, outside of the Umphreys realm when, when we went to Sweetwater or, you know, any of the other companies that we've been speaking to, everybody is just like, this is such a really cool product. And it, it really is when you think about it, there's just nothing else like it at all. So what were, were G and L the first ones that you produced and then where, when did you start going into the other guitars? I started with my PRS. Okay. My PRS, the first one I made one for, for Jake. And I just figured all the posts on the guitars were the same. I knew my strap was different. But once, once I started getting into it and finding out that every guitar just about is different, mm-hmm. you know, so, it, I mean, PRS has got uh, three different, types of uh tremolos mm-hmm. i didn't even know that until just here recently yeah yeah the i was just thinking Scott about the different. yeah <laughs> the anguish yep, that you guys the have SC, been having with the that. c2 <laughs> and the S, uh, sp are all different i mean yeah. they're, the, they're the same but they're different than the american made prs and they're different than the silver sky we're starting uh, the only one i don't have right now is the silver sky and that's coming the the other t- other type uh, I, I don't have my numbers in front of me there's three different trims with three different numbers and we've got two of them down the the se and the ce and the s2 i believe it is are starting we're going to start mass producing them, same as the other ones we're, we're trying to get everything in the mass produce like we're, we're talking we're trying to get ready for amazon we're trying to get ready for Sweetwater. we're trying to get ready for any propicio with floyd rose uh he by the way took it out to the nom show in california good, good. i actually good have a meeting with him tomorrow morning at 10 30 so well good yeah. good <laughs> tell him to talk to us and, and it'll be interesting to see what all he has to say to you but sure. <clears throat> the short time that i spoke to him uh he talked quite a bit about it he had several guitar companies out there that he uh nailed down you know showing them the, the piece so I don't know. It's, it's it's all getting more and more interesting. For sure, a lot of a lot of awesome things are are all coming together for you guys, and it's very awesome to witness. And as I've said to to Austin several times, I've said to you too, Mark. It's 
seriously a pleasure and an honor to work with you guys and just watch your amazing company grow and expand. And I'm very grateful that you guys have allowed me to to help you in all the ways. It's definitely an honor. Well, so thank well, you. Thank you. But also thank you for all of your help. Say so we appreciate everything you do. We too. appreciate all the I love you guys. That you've done <laughs> that's made that's made a big difference in the company. Well, it's my pleasure. And like I, I said to Austin, you guys remind me of my uncles and, and my family. And when I came to the shop in December, it was like walking into my uncle's garage. So it was, it's got that kind of like really familiar feeling too. So that's, that's really nice. So I love you guys. It's awesome. Wood stove helps. The wood stove helps. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It had like the great vibe with it and it was a lot it's, of fun. I can't definitely definitely and that's i love that too about how you know you walk into the shop and it's just like you know you got your cars and your other projects in there and everything else and then just kind of in the corner is rough gauge and there it is and it's it's so just grassroots and i love that so much it's very it's very american in a way you know it's very like blue collar this is our hardworking family and this is what we do. And I just love everything about that. And I think it's very on brand for Jake as well. You know, it's just got that very similar vibe to who I know Jake is also. So that's what I really love about you guys too, is you guys, you guys aren't fancy. <laughs> I like that about you guys. Definitely You're just <laughs> really real. And, you know, you roll your sleeves up and get to work. And, you know, I really like that about you guys too. And and you're a lot of fun to hang out with. So that doesn't hurt. <laughs> so talk about then, speaking of the shop, talk about the fire that happened. And talk about how that, you know, hindered making Jake blades. I call it the, the sink or swim period. <laughs> it, it took us a while to get someone to help us manufacture them. Uh, the fire, I, this whole thing was behind my dad. I mean, he made a cutter and we used the log splitter for the punch press. Then he made the stamp, of course, that forms it. But uh, we had a, there was a ceiling fan in the back corner that took everything. It shorted out and the whole place went. Lost, uh, lost all the tooling at first, had to clean that all back up. Lost, lost a lot of tools, lost a lot of uh, uh, other projects that was going on, you know, with uh, the cars and motorcycles. And I uh, didn't lose any customer stuff. I was lucky. I had everything cleaned up by then and was, was waiting for other jobs to come in. So I lucked out there, but uh, it set everything back for about five years. I mean, I, I went to Chicago. I talked to people uh, out east by you. Uh, I can't exactly say where Chris Wiley is from, but he's out there by you, Buffalo, New York area. And uh, the prices at his place, the people he was dealing with and the prices in Chicago was we'd have been selling them for way more than what we are. Yeah. And it, yeah. it just, it just kept jamming up and jamming up. I got uh, tired of looking around. I tried another guy up at the wad jack and uh, he didn't work, but uh, got tied up with frame products and Buchanan. And uh, he's just been great. He's, he's behind us a hundred percent. 
Yeah, you know, he sounds like a really great uh, guy. We're we're gonna eventually maybe do some other things with him too that we're considering uh, patenting, but uh, right now we're dealing with the blade and uh, very comfortable working with this young man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sounds really great, and he sounds like you know anytime that we've talked about him, he sounds like he's really, um, he's really optimistic and doesn't easily get overwhelmed. You know having big orders or you know getting whatever done he's very yep. like yep. believes in it all the way and that's such a great thing to have on your team in, when he gets into the big numbers then he'll start worrying about it and he'll have to get more robotics or something else going but you get down this way again and you get a little more time you, you probably will be introduced to jeremy and, you know, i'm maybe, sure maybe give him a little mini interview you know and walk yeah. through the shop showing pictures but uh that's all available, you know, when you when you get a minute. Yeah, I would love to. And, you know, I'm all, I'm always down for, for tours and chats. So definitely it'll happen for sure. So then talk about the, I don't really want to say an advancement because the blade itself hasn't, hasn't really changed, but more of how the, the manufacturing maybe has improved over time. Well, we went, she is, she's got lips. We, we went to a stainless steel product, uh, both the post and the blade itself. It's heavier. It's a lot thicker than the original product. Uh, we're constantly trying to upgrade. Uh, we want to eventually end up engraving the Jake blade in it. And uh, I got a young man that wants it polished. He wants it to be chrome looking. The stainless will polish up. Uh, we've considered various finishes. We've, we've upgraded all of our finishes uh, and constantly trying to look for a better finish yet. We, uh, we have uh, grommets on some of this, like the Strat and the PRS. We are constantly looking for a nylon type of uh, grommet rather than what I'm using right now. Uh, Oh, I don't know. We're, we're, we're just constantly trying to upgrade and make a little better. Uh, my son's playing with the dip blades, as you know, and that, that's yeah. another, another side of the product. Uh, he's real good at uh, uh, looking at your guitar and then coming up with a type of a dip to kind of go along with it between the colors and the way he's dipping. I don't know. You've been around. What, what what are you seeing in upgrades? I mean, you you see, we're we're trying to get out a little more. I mean, with due to your help, and uh, it, it's it's just everything's trying to evolve. And I've always been one for trying to make something better. You well, know, and there's evolve, there's always make it better. And, and there's Pardon? always ways to improve. You know, little tweaks here and there, and and ways to do things. And as you continue to create anything whatever it is whether it's music or a jake blade or any sort of anything you find little things that can be improved or or might help the longevity of something and you know people are just absolutely crazy over the dipped option like people are always reaching out to me and like asking like do you think these colors would go okay together and I'm like yeah like do it please and then when you do please send me pictures because I just want all of the pictures like the we, we've done other customs i i've done pearls i've done metal flakes i've done candy colors we, we've done a lot of different stuff uh all of our you know various customers have helped us with input helped us with uh tolerances and 
you know, it's constantly evolving. Well, that's something I really like about you guys too, is you're very customer oriented. You're very much about making sure that each one of your customers, whether they buy, you know, a, just a regular plain blade or a dipped one or anything that you guys are basically with that customer every step of the way and making sure. Yeah. And considering how small your operation is, I think that says even more, you know, it's not like you guys have a whole sales department where, you know, you have all these people you can divide up your customers to, you know, you're a family owned (laughs) business. It's you guys, that's it, you know? And so to be so customer oriented is also something else that I really like about you guys, because that's something that's really important to me with my business too, is having that relationship with like for me, my listeners and and my subscribers and my fans and, and things like that. Like that's really important to me. And so that's another thing that I like about you guys is you're very, you're very interested in what your customers want and need and, and you take, what they have to say or their suggestions like to heart you're not just it's not just lip service you actually give a damn about what people want and and i really love that about you guys you got no i was like do you need to take that phone call like is it important (laughs) i can call him back (laughs) it can wait i can call him back So I'm I'm loving the keychain option too. That's a new thing that you guys have been started doing. A lot of people are really into that. That's a fun like branch off from the blade itself for people like myself who don't play, but I have one of each blade that I proudly display on my bed bedside table. They sit right there and I wake up every morning and I look at my blades because I'm a big ass dork. Um but the the keychains are so great. They're such a cool option for people that don't play or do play and just love Jake Blade. Um, and that was an idea of Justin's. Is that right? He had yep. brought that idea to the table. Um, and those We're have trying to figure out how to keep it going. The expense of it is uh, we're not making much. Yeah. And I'm trying to consider whether to go to plastic. I've got a guy that would plastic mold them in various colors, uh, possibly even where he could still dip them. But it's just the expense of everything is is crazy trying to keep up with it all. And unfortunately, that's just a sign of the times. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of been the same thing with me, too, is is some of the things that I produce, like my magazine and stuff. It's it's a lot of money to print things. (laughs) So you're just like... You know, how does this translate into how do I make this work? I mean, Austin, you know, being in the job that you are, like you have to be able to make some money from from what you're producing. So it's unfortunately just like a sign of the times of of what everybody with a business is dealing with. But hopefully you're able to find some way to keep those going because we're looking, we're trying. People really like those. Those are a fun, easy, like little thing. So that's cool. I'm super honored that you guys are, you know, having me on board to do this. I, I feel very, very blessed to to work with you guys, like I've said. And um, I, I really appreciate that you guys honor and want to know what I think. 
you know, you legitimately ask me what I think about things and, and well, want to know how I feel about way, it. And the way I look at it, okay. Sarah, Jake wouldn't have sicked you on us. If Jake <laughs> wasn't sincere with your thoughts. You know, I mean, I, every time I talk to him, I thank you for Sarah. Thank you for Sarah. Thank you for Sarah. You know, I, and as you know, I thank you. I mean, I appreciate everything you're doing and I'm hoping that uh, it's going to come around for all of us. I think it will. I think it will. And it's, it's very close and it's very exciting to be a part of something that is just going to blow up. It's just going to be this really massive, awesome thing. And it's, it's really a special thing to, to be a part of. So thank you. I love you guys. This was fun. I'm glad that we were finally able to, to cut something for, for the show. It's, it's going to be perfect because there's just been so much buzz around you guys in the community you know, a lot lately, so much more over the past couple of months. And so I think this is going to be a perfect time um, for people to learn more about you guys and, and you know, the background of Rough Gauge, what it actually it's is. Out more and they're seeing more and the dip blades, more cool, interesting things, shiny mm -hmm. objects, so say. All right, guys. Well, this was a lot of fun. Well, I always love talking to you guys. This is always a great time. All right, nice, Sarah. Sarah. We'll talk to you soon. Thank have you. a good night. Good you. Yeah, Bye. you too. Bye. All right. So that's everything I have for this week of the show. Thanks again to Austin and Mark from Rough Gage for your time. There are a bunch of links in the show notes for anything that I may have referenced throughout this episode, as well as where you can find Rough Gage on the interwebs, as well as on social media. And if you have a blade and you would like it posted on Rough Gage's social media pages, uh, send your pictures to me. You can send it to me either on social media um, Email addresses are in the show notes, um, but I do the social media for Rough Gage, so I would be happy to post photos of your blades, so feel free to send them my way. Also in the show notes, details for how you can support DATC Media on Patreon. Check out member-exclusive content. There is a very special mini-series coming to Patreon soon. I'm working on that. I'm very excited to be bringing that to the awesome folks over there on Patreon. And a quick shout-out to Joshua and Mitch for their generous monthly contribution. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you around these parts next week. Mad love.